Hello once again, Nailers fans, and welcome in to another edition of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour, presented to you by the 19th hole. As the Nailers are getting ready for a 3-3 three three homestand this weekend, they will take on the Wichita Thunder on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 7-10 are the face-offs on Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday is a 4-10 puck drop as we get to see a different opponent come into West Banco Arena. And this is actually a nice little stretch for the guys to see some variety as after this, they will also get a chance to make a trip down to sunny Florida and play a three-game series against the Florida Everblades. So let me introduce my guests for this week's show, a couple of rookies who have had really nice performances in their first seasons as pro hockey players. I have Lawton Courtnall and Brady Tomlack with me today. And guys, I appreciate you taking some time out of your week and getting a chance to have the fans learn a few things about you guys both on and off the ice. Yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate it, Deej. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's dive into this thing. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe, but next week we are going to reach the halfway point of your rookie seasons. Has the season flown by? Has it dragged by? What's kind of been the feeling so far and you realize that you're halfway through this thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's it's gone by pretty quick. Obviously, me and Courts played it in college last year, so it's it's a very weekly thing in, in college. You know, you, have, you play Friday, Saturday every week and um, practice Monday through Thursday. So uh, this season playing, you know, midweek games, three and threes in the weekend, four and fives, whatever it is, it kind of all kind of, you know, meshes together. And uh, it's just looking forward to the next game really for us. Do you like the fact that you have some of the midweek games? Does it get exhausting? How do you adjust to it? Yeah, you know, it's I kind of like it. Um, in college, like Brady said, uh, you kind of just work up all week to the Friday-Saturday game. So mixing in like a Wednesday or Tuesday is kind of nice. You know, you don't have to wait all week if you messed up on a Saturday night. You don't have to wait all week to play better. So it's kind of nice. You get right back after it. How do you guys stay as strong as you do? Because by the time you get to Sunday afternoon, I've got to believe that there's only so much gas that can be left in the tank. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, transitioning has been just the, you know, the emphasis on recovery. So um, I know we just touched on how it's, you know, Friday, Saturday in college, you play two games a week. Monday through Wednesday, you're probably lifting heavy and working out. Um, in the program, it's, you know, after practice, if you have a couple of days off, maybe you get in the gym and try and keep some strength. And a lot of times it's just working on functional mobility, stretching, um, recovery stuff that uh, is a big emphasis in, the, in this part of the season. What about for you, Lawton? Yeah, I mean, this day and age, there's so many things that can help your body and even your mind just recovering. And, uh, like, the guys, uh, the older guys kind of show us the way, like, whether it's getting a nice bath or drinking some sort of drink that helps with uh, hydration and stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot of things uh, at our fingertips that can help. We're going to talk a lot more about your backgrounds, your families, as we go on through the Power Hour today. But your dad had a chance to play pro. So did your uncle in the NHL level. And even though it was only, what, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago for them, how much different now watching what you're doing compared to what they're doing is it for them? Like, is it shocking to them at all? Yeah, I talk to my dad after pretty much every game, and uh, the game has changed drastically since since they were uh, in the league. But, yeah, there's a lot of different things now, like uh, technologically-wise, like that can help your legs or anything. So it's it's definitely better now than when they played. 
And Brady, for you, and this is another topic that we're going to get through as we go along here, but the Air Force, I mean, you've got to have some unbelievable both mental and physical strength to be able to be in a program like that. So how did that ultimately help you to be as strong as you are right now? Yeah, I think the biggest thing there was just, you know, the, like the discipline and the mental mental fortitude to kind of time manage yourself throughout the day. Obviously, um, it's a job for us right now. We have certain times we have, we have to be at the rink, and then um, a lot of time is, is on your own. So it's, you know, taking the initiative to, to use that free time wisely and, uh, you know, try and better yourself uh, in the time that you're not supposed to, you know, physically be at the rink. What have you guys enjoyed the most about playing pro hockey? Obviously, you're doing something that you love to do for a living. You don't have to worry about classes. You can kind of zone in on what you're doing at the rink. What's been so much fun about this season for you guys? Uh, For me, I just love that it's all about hockey. Like, that's pretty much all you have to worry about during the day. Like you said, when you're in college, you have to worry about going to class after practice and all this. Where here, you can stay at the rink as long as you want and work on your craft. Ready? Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I mean, like like Court said, like there's game game days some days where we had tests, you know, the morning of, and uh, you know, it, it's it's tough because you gotta really compartmentalize a lot of different areas of your life. Where in the pro game, it's hey, like this is the only job you gotta focus on. Um, everything else is secondary. So, um, you know, being able to just strictly focus on hockey, and then obviously you know just being able to being, being around the guys all the time and enjoying the, that aspect of the game too. How do you deal with that, a test on game day? Because I feel like there are some guys, and I've been here long enough to see some of them, where there are guys that are cool, they'll talk to you, whatever, on a game day. There are some guys that want absolutely nothing to do with any sort of human interaction. They want to be in their own world. So to have to take a test on the same day as they're preparing for a game, that's got to be just a whirlwind of emotion. Yeah, I mean, like we would almost look at it as two separate days. You have your day from you know 7 a.m. to noon, which is, you know, you're a student. And then you have your day from 12 on, which at that point you're a full-time hockey player. So, um, you know, that's the way I kind of looked at it when I was in when I was in the, at the academy. And it was just kind of breaking it up. And then once, you know, noon hits, like, I'm done with class for the week, and now I'm just strictly focusing on hockey. So it's, you just got to be able to, you know, break it up when you can. Did you deal with that at Western Michigan too? Well, I would try my best to schedule my classes, like, Monday through Thursday, so I didn't have to deal with that. But there was a couple where I had to go to class – before a game and it was really tough just sitting in there and trying to focus on this teacher where you just have the game in the back of your head do your classmates like when they would see you in class that day would it always be talking about the game that night uh for me like western's a pretty big hockey school so the teachers and the students really knew like uh what was going on with our team so it'd be sometimes kids would say good luck and stuff before the games but yeah Cool. You're a California guy. At least you were born in California. I know you've bounced around a little bit too, but you've got Florida coming up on the schedule next week. So I, I bet you guys are absolutely thrilled about this. Have you guys, because obviously you've had to live under different rules with the different protocols this season. Have you been given any sort of glimpse of what next week is going to look like and how excited are you to get down to the warm weather? Are you going to uh, pass this off to Brady? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the boys, I mean, we're, we're definitely excited to get down. I mean, not only, you know, it's an awesome spot, it's a new team, uh, which is nice to, you know, after playing Indian Fort Wayne so many times over and over, it's nice to mix some new teams in. Um, we're, going on a, we're going on a flight, which is awesome, which will be a bunch of fun for the guys. Um, you know, all in all, it's a great location. I, you know, I think guys are looking forward to the warm weather. We're looking forward to, you know, you know getting out of the city a little bit and, and enjoying ourselves um, down there. But at the end of the day, it's a business trip, so we got to make sure we're, we're focused and prepared to, to take care of business while we're down there. Lawton, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, you know, just excited to get some warm weather finally. It's warming up here, so it's been good, but it'll be nice to get down there and check it out. 
Brady mentioned the flight, which, yeah, that's something that you only get a couple of times a year. Sometimes we even haven't even had flights in a certain year just because of the travel. You guys get two this year because you get to do Jacksonville uh, in the air in early May. But for those that don't know, obviously the bus is probably one of the better scenarios because you get the sleeper. However, as rookies this year, there are different processes to it, such as the bunk draft. So... How fortunate have you guys gotten in the draft? Have you gotten the beds most of the time? Have you had to go couch? Or have you gotten relegated to the floor at all? Uh, for me, as of late, I've been pretty lucky. I've okay. gotten it the past couple road trips. But before that, it was a lot of sleeping on the floor and on the couch. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you When you do get one and you get to select, are you a top, a middle, or a bottom guy? Um. I like the top for sure. I like I like being up there. Why is that? I don't know. I just I don't I feel claustrophobic when guys are above me. I feel like they're gonna fall down on me or something. <laughs> and squish you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Brady, how has your bed draft status been? I had a, I had a tough first stretch. I'm not gonna lie. I think last trip was the first time I was a top, you know, three or four draft pick, which was nice. Um, a lot of it just depends on the road trip too. You know, on day trips, if we're going to India or something like that, we you know just carry a smaller roster usually to the game. Um, I think the only only bad one this year was when we went down to South Carolina. We had like 24, 25 guys, which is um, a lot for a bus that only sleeps, you know, probably 16 players. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got, I got one on the, road, on the road trip to Indy last week, so that was good, and, you know, hopefully the good luck keeps coming. <laughs> now, what's your preference, top, middle, or bottom? <laughs> Anything. I'll take any scraps that are available. <laughs> um, but I would probably take uh, – middle it's tough i don't like i don't have to climb all the way at the top so middle probably for me there's one other one that's in the back that's kind of elevated above one of the couches kind of tucked in i don't even know how to describe that is that a highly sought after one does one of the experienced guys usually take that or is that uh what's the thought on that location um so for the long road trips we'll put two guys back there because it's pretty roomy oh really yeah but for the quick ones like the ones to indie like we'll put one guy back there so there's a lot of room, so that's pretty sought after for sure. But there's like there's like a prime meridian on the bus. Like there's a certain point where once you cross it, that's like that's like the rookies the rookies area. So yeah. vets come in at their own peril once that once they cross that line. So really, you guys are <laughs> no. taking over, huh? <laughs> no, that's no. different. We're just we we joke around, but no, there's like a, the you know the U couch in the back. That's kind of where we all hang out, and um, obviously that that bunks back there too. So usually they just give it to us. It's funny, when I was traveling in the previous years, never usually left the front of it. Uh, on occasion, I would run back if I needed to bug you guys about something, but otherwise, it was pretty much the front was uh, all ours, and uh, if we saw you guys to make any food or anything, that would, uh, that would be that. What have you guys done, like on a trip like Sunday, where you guys leave in the early hours of the morning, so you're responsible for your own food? What do you guys do for that? Because I'm assuming that's probably a little bit of a different game than the college game is, right? Yeah, um, you just have to be prepared. Like, I, I like to make my meals the night before and just get it done just so I have it ready in some Tupperware. I can just bring it on the road and heat it up on the bus. Um, but, yeah, you just got to be ready for it because you're not eating if you're not. What do, What's your go-to? Would you have one that heats well uh, on the bus microwave or uh, something that you might do different if you were at home? Uh, I'm a big, like, chicken and pasta guy on game days, so I usually stick to that. Gotcha. Brady, what do you do? Um, if it's a day trip where we you know we leave at like noon or something like that, I'll usually tend to, to grab something in the morning. I'll just go to like Olive Garden or something like that and uh, buy something. Um, obviously for like, you know, the last trip where we were leaving at um, seven in the morning, nothing's really open. 
So, um, yeah, like, you know, chicken, rice, chicken, pasta, um, whatever it is, uh, it's just uh, you got to find a way to prepare and then get mentally ready to play. Aside from, like you guys mentioned, the classes, is that another one of the big differences from college to pro is now all of a sudden you're more responsible for what you're doing? Or were you guys off on apartment living, so maybe you know you were experiencing that in college as opposed to maybe a dorm scenario? Yeah, I think me and Courts probably had different experiences um, in college just based on where we went to, where we went to school. Um, we were in dorms all four years for us, so um, it was nice in the fact that we didn't have to you know, really – clean our bathroom that kind of stuff that was all kind of taken care of um communally but uh definitely it's it's like you know we get we don't get meals all the time on the road like you know, when we go on road trips now it's like you have to be at the rink at a certain time but other than that the day is kind of yours where in college you get an itinerary every day that's mapped out from you know 10 a.m to 10 p.m um so it's, it's a lot different there's obviously a lot more free time uh where you kind of just make your own decisions on what, what best gets you prepared lawton yeah, I, I kind of like the freedom in pro where you can kind of choose where you want to eat and what you want to put in your body, whereas in college, you're they have a meal set for you, and if you don't eat that, then you're not eating. So uh, I, I like that you can kind of choose uh, at this stage and what, what you want to put in your body, so it's been good. I think it was, Brady, you mentioned earlier that it's going to be nice to see some different teams, as I'm sure you guys are just completely fed <laughs> up with Fort Wayne and Indy seeing them all the time. What's How much fun is that? Like, what's the best part of it? Just the fact that you get to see a different uniform, different players, or, you know, just the fact that it's something new and and just different in general. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, you get so used to when you play a team over and over and over again, you get used to the systems and the players and their styles and all that. And sometimes it can maybe take an edge off a little bit for you. And so seeing a new team, like you're – you know, the coaches got video prepared all week on, you know, some new systems that you're looking at, new power plays, new penalty kills, whatever it is. And um, it's, just, it's a new challenge at the end of the day. So um, it's always exciting. We get to go out, go somewhere and play play different teams and, you know, kind of prove your worth within the league. Like, you know, we kind of know where we sit with Fort Wayne and Indy at the current state. Like, let's see how we match up against some other teams around the, around the ECHL. What about that, Lawton? Because, yeah, like – Brady said, I mean, Fort Wayne and Indy, they're obviously towards the tops of the standings, but you guys had a really nice weekend against Utah, and from my standpoint, it makes me feel like, hey, you know what, maybe if we played a little bit more different variety, you know, maybe you'd see a bit of a different result in the standings. Do you feel that, too, where you can kind of prove yourself like, hey, we are better than our record shows we are? Yeah, you know, we play Indian Fort Wayne feels like every game, and obviously they're two good teams, and it definitely rags on you physically and definitely mentally at the same time so a uh, new team coming in we're just a little more excited and fired up to see how we match up against them fans can get a chance to see that new team as well it's the wichita thunder making their first ever appearance in downtown wheeling this coming weekend it's a friday 7 10 a frosty friday so build those pyramids and then saturday 7 10 as well and sunday at 4 10 to round out the series you can get your tickets at wheelingnailers.com or by calling 304-234-GOAL that's 304-234-4625 that's segment number one of the wheeling nailers power hour we'll have more with brady tomlack and lawton courtnall coming your way next on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank. Segment number two of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour, presented to you by the 19th hole, as you get to see Nailers 
Hockey in action this weekend, a 3-3 three three Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all against the Wichita Thunder, 7-10, 7-10, and 4-10. You guys can get your tickets online at wheelingnailers.com or by calling our office at 304-234-GOAL. And we talked a lot about hockey and the, the adjustment as rookies in the first pro year for both Lawton Courtnall and Brady Tomlack. So now I want to rewind things a little bit. And Lawton, I think this one is pretty much going to be an easy answer for you you know, you grew up in California, but hockey was already in the family. So how young were you when you put on the skates for the first time? Uh, I think I was probably three or four when I first started skating. Um, but I didn't start playing hockey till I was around seven, which is kind of late for most hockey players, I think. Were you dabbling with other sports there? What finally was the last push that said, okay, hockey's going to be the one for me? Uh, I was playing a lot of like soccer, just the the usual stuff that kids play growing up. Uh, but it's when we moved to Victoria as a family. We moved there for about five years uh, when I was younger. So that's when I first started playing on an actual team. What was it like? I know you probably love talking about it sometimes, but also you probably get asked it a lot. But uh, having family members who played professionally and being able to live in that type of an environment. Uh, it was great. I mean, it's just like that's probably the reason why I played hockey is because they, my dad and my uncle both played and I had two older cousins who were basically my older brothers and they played so they kind of got me into it and you know you learn a lot uh, with them playing so many years in the NHL and they have a lot of good tips and how to be a pro and stuff like that so it's been great. As you went along you made the decision that you were going to go the college route and as it works out you happen to go in college in the same state as Brady's from so kind of funny how the six degrees of separation brings you guys together so what was the draw for you to want to play the college game because I'm sure you had all sorts of opportunities and ideas in front of you. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the WHL is a big thing on the west coast. Uh, most of the younger players want to play in that league um, but I started playing in the U.S. a little more and I kind of learned a lot about NCAA and actually got to go see a couple games the first college game I ever went to was North Dakota at the Ralph Engelstad which is better than a lot of NHL arenas so seeing that I was like wow this is pretty special and that was kind of what made I what made me make my decision. So there's not a lot of D1 out west, like pretty well. You just have your Arizona State. Um, I know that, what, where are you guys for Air Force? Colorado. Okay, so there's another western one. You've got Colorado College, Denver, but really nothing on the Pacific Coast, but there's plenty of NHL, and now the AHL has gotten out there as well. Were there a lot of opportunities for you to get onto the ice, or did you play a lot of roller? What did that look like? No, I actually never played roller. A really? lot of Yeah, a lot of my friends from California, they all played growing up. Uh, but I was living in Canada at the time, so never really got into it. Um, but when we moved back to L.A., we found a couple rinks where there was AAA programs, so decided to do that. And, yeah, I mean, it's growing a lot in California, so it's it's great to see. What was your age? Like, take me through the process, because you said California to Victoria, back to California. What was the what was the moving and shaking looking like? Uh, so we lived in L.A. till I was seven, and then we moved to Victoria for four or five years, and then we moved back to L.A., and I was there from, like, sixth grade on. So, What jumped out about Western Michigan? Um, yeah, the coaching staff, Andy Murray's there. Uh, my dad knew him because uh, he coached in the NHL for a long time. Uh, he never played for him, but he knew of him. Uh, so that definitely stuck out, uh, stood out to me. Um, 
<clears throat> there was a couple other schools I was talking to, but uh, Western, I really liked the campus feel and all of that, so decided to go there. What'd you study? Marketing. Marketing. Yeah. Why is that? What stuck out to you there? I know I wanted to do something in business, and uh, I took a couple marketing classes, and I enjoyed them, so decided to do that. Is there any type of marketing that you enjoy? Like, do you enjoy, like, the television, radio? Do you enjoy the social media side of things? What do you like? Um, I don't really know. I don't, I don't think marketing is what I will do for a profession after hockey, but it was just something that I like to study in school. Is there something that's jumping out to you nowadays? Uh, I like real estate. Really? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of guys who tend to go that path, but uh, that, that's certainly a, a unique route to go. Let's shift it over to Brady. Let's find out how you went about things because you're a Michigan guy. So, you know, lots of different opportunities there. You've got the Michigan big four sports team. So what uh, what first attracted you to want to pick up a hockey stick? Uh, well, my, my dad uh, played um, – actually played with Gorge's dad for a little bit too when, when they were younger. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah, my, my dad ended up playing pro for uh, for about 10 years. And uh, after he was done, we settled in Michigan. My uncles both played uh, at Dartmouth, so it was kind of in the family as well. And um, that kind of steered me toward hockey. I fell in love with the game probably about the same time on his courts. You know, 3-4, start skating, 5-6, start – Started actually playing on a team. Did you guys actually know each other before you came to Wheeling? Not personally, no. But your dads played together. I believe so way back in the day, yeah. I think our dads were actually drafted to uh, Toronto the same year. Yeah. What did they say when they found out that you guys were <laughs> playing together? Did they Have they made the connection and yeah, called each yeah, other? Yeah, they, they made the connection. It's just a you know, funny coincidence, so. All right, so what's it like for you growing up in a pro hockey, you know, dad played it. You get to kind of learn that side of things, be around it a little bit. Did you get a chance to see him play? Um, not in the NHL. He was in the AHL by the time I was born. Um, okay. So I was super young, don't really remember much, but there's some pictures of me at the games, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously helpful, um, you know, as Court said, like having someone you can talk to and bounce stuff off and who has navigated the journey as well, the ups and downs of it. So, uh, you know, that was obviously nice, you know, growing up and kind of working through those growing pains. Michigan the whole way, or did you move around a lot? I grew up and uh, lived in Michigan throughout high school, so um, then move, and then uh, after I turned 18, graduated high school, went and played juniors down in uh, Springfield, Illinois for most of my junior career. And then ultimately college and the Air Force. That's not an easy decision for some. Was it an easy decision for you? Um, it was. I mean, I to be honest with you, I I, you know, I, had, a, I had a pretty good junior, junior career. I didn't have a ton of um, you know full ride offers or anything like that. And uh, at the end of the day. Uh, education was a huge piece for me, and I wanted to. I knew I wanted to go somewhere that had a good program, which they did. Um, but you know, I was kind of looking toward my life post hockey, and they just kind of had the total package that I was looking at. So um, I was, you know, very fortunate to receive an offer there. All right, before we get to that whole package, let's talk about education. What'd you study? Uh, business management. Okay. What did anything in particular there? Or just no, uh, I just didn't think I was smart enough for the engineering classes. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be honest, at the academy, they do a really good job of giving you a broad, broad variety of stuff. Like even though as a business management major, I took astronautical engineering, I took aeronautical engineering, electrical engineering as part of a core curriculum there. Wow! So they uh, they really do a good job of giving you a broad, broad base. What's the college life like there? Because you hear some of the schools, like even around here, WVU, they can they can party pretty hard. What's Air Force like? Is it pretty down to business, or do you guys goof off too? No, I mean like during the week, obviously it's it's you know very pretty structured, um, and it, it does differ um, depending on you know if you're an athlete or um, you know just a regular cadet. The schedule's a little different, um, but at the end of the day, like 
you know, we all have the same class load, um, same kind of military duties. Um, our afternoons will look a little different, uh, depending on what, like, you know, what you're pursuing. But, um, it's, it's, it's a very, it's an interesting spot. I, I, I really enjoyed the experience of going there and, uh, um, you know, it was, it was challenging though. This might be too broad of a question, but we'll mm-hmm. see if we can dive into this. How does the whole military thing work? Like, when do you start learning different aspects about it? When do you start getting some of the hands-on experience? So before you even enter the academy, so like the the incoming class, I was class of 2020. Um, so in June of 2016, all 1,200 cadets for that class will report, and you'll go through an eight-week basic training process. Um, that takes you until about August. You'll be in process to the, to the cadet wing at that point, and then it starts that four-year calendar. Um, the freshman year... Uh, is definitely a little different. There's a lot more rules and regulations that you adhere to freshman year, and then it kind of eases up as as you go through. Like I know you mentioned, like you know, WV gets a party and all that. There was there was a bar on on base that you could go to as an upperclassman if you wanted to, and you know, obviously off base. We lived in a very nice city, Colorado Springs. So um, if you wanted to go out for the weekends, go out to a bar, go skiing, whatever it was. There's there's a lot of opportunities to have fun as well. How do you get to be the lieutenant like you are? <laughs> you just got to graduate. Okay. Operation graduation is the name of the game there. So. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I mean, like, it, it is hard, and at the end of the day, you got to lean on a lot of different people while you're there, and no one makes it to the place alone, so it's just uh, working as a team and, and trying to come out the other side. When do you get to dive into flying and all the different equipment and getting a chance to learn those tasks? So my um, – once again, like, there's a lot of opportunities while you're still at the academy if you want to get a head start on a lot of this stuff. Um, I was able to take a power flight course while I was there, um, did about 12 hours in uh, Cessna, and then I actually was able to solo it at the end of the course, which was pretty cool. I was slated to start my uh, UPT, so undergrad pilot training, uh, this February, obviously with the hogging that's been pushed back. I'll probably start that around June of 2022 would be my guess. You can fly a plane. <laughs> Somewhat. I was able to. One time I was able to fly a plane, yes. What else do you know how to do? <laughs> Nothing else that cool, I'll tell you that. But uh <laughs> No, it was uh, there, there's like I said, there's a lot of cool opportunities. You can go sky like jump. There's a jump course there. There's a soaring course there. Um, the power flight program there's there, and there's just a lot of opportunities uh, to take advantage of. Lot, and I think I smell a Nailers TV feature. If we can somehow get a camera onto a plane, what do you think? Oh yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could fly the boys to Florida. Maybe, maybe. There's a different idea, but uh, that's really cool. And this opportunity too has some tie-in with Olympic potential. Um, that is the thought process behind the, the program that I'm currently in, um, for the Air Force. So it's not, an, it's not an academy thing. It's just the, the big Air Force in general. Um, they created this program, uh, that would allow service members who were talented athletes to pursue the ability to represent the Air Force in the Olympics. So, um, I was lucky enough that they deemed me, um, at that level and, uh, hopefully I can, you know, see what, see what happens. So those are some pretty neat life experiences and some cool opportunities that you've had. And Lawton, I know you've had some cool opportunities too. Like you said, you've had a chance to travel and you know live in, in different parts. What are some of the things that you've enjoyed the most getting a chance to do in life? Uh, just like you said, like traveling around and living in different uh, environments, it's, it's pretty cool. I, like I've lived probably six different states so far and I've lived in Canada as well, so you know, you just meet a lot of cool, different people, and it's really interesting to see. Where have you enjoyed the most? What, what's uh, been really kind of stuck out in that regard? Um, places that I've lived for hockey, I really enjoyed Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Really? Uh, I lived there for two years, won a championship there, so that was a really cool uh, spot for me. Uh, and, I, and I really liked Western Michigan. I, I didn't think uh, 
Michigan would be a spot that I'd love, but I lived there pretty much year round. Our coaches would make us stay there in the summer to train. And so we got to go out and venture around the state and stuff. It was really cool. You mentioned that they have such a great following for their hockey too. Did that make it more special too, to go to a place where hockey was such in the forefront aside for, or instead of maybe as like a secondary or a third sport or kind of like people are like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not the King Kong of the, of the college. Yeah, it was awesome. Our football team is also, like, our school loves the football. Um, but hockey was really big. We have one of the craziest student sections in college hockey, I think. And really? Yeah, so they're they're pretty ruthless in there, and teams don't like coming to Lawson Arena to play there, so it was a really cool place. What makes it so crazy? Are they full of chants? Are they full of uh, obst- objects? What do they do? Well, it's a smaller rink. It's an older rink, so ceilings are low, so it's really loud in there. And we have one full side of the rink is just for students, and the other side is for anyone who lives in the community. Uh, so it's just all students, like people that you go to class with every day, and they're all the chants are insane, and they're <laughs> they're pretty R-rated, but it's it's good. It's fun. Who's the big rival? Um, for our school, they always said that Miami, Ohio was our big rival. Wow. But for our team personally, for my four years there, I'd say probably Duluth or Denver were the two that we battled with the most. Is it just because of the competitiveness of the games and what meaning was on the line? Yeah, they were always like a top five team. So playing against them was our biggest, biggest games of the year, uh, and terms of ranking so we'd always go our hardest against them nothing with the other michigans the michigan michigan state guys no so they're in a, they're in a different conference uh michigan and michigan state we played Mich- we played state once and then uh michigan two years so but they weren't really our rivals i'd say no bitterness towards them because they get all the attention from being the big state-owned schools <laughs> that get all the recognition in all the other sports yeah we'll take the higher ranking so hey there you go <laughs> that's, that's good exactly job. That's it. good job <laughs> So for Brady, I heard from Starrett that your guys' rivalry with Army is something to speak of. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, not only just um, the service traditions, that kind of stuff. We're in the same conference, so uh, there's there's a lot of factors at work. It was actually fun. We got to play courts a bunch of times too, which was kind of weird. They're like, they were our mo- probably our most played non-conference team in my four years there, which was which was uh, funny. But yeah, no, Army's a, a big rivalry for us. I know. I remember. Uh, I think it was my sophomore year, and the football team was playing the same week as we were. They were playing Army as well, so they call it Corona Week. This is before, obviously, coronavirus. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, basically all the generals, the top brass from both Air Force and Army will meet together to discuss, you know, you know, direction of the forces, that kind of stuff. But they also take in the football game for the week. So they were there for that week for the football game. We played Friday night. The football team played Saturday night. So Friday night, I think our – our rink probably holds like 2,400. I think we had 4,000 people in that place. And oh, my all, gosh. You know, all the top generals. It was just a really cool, really cool game. That's incredible. What was it like to play teams like Lawton where you guys were – you're the Air Force. Everybody knows. Like, there, I feel like there's probably things like identities that go along with it where they're like, okay, they're, they're the, the strong and mighty Air Force. Like, did teams look at you guys like, holy goodness gracious, these guys look like they could – you know, barrel through a wall, or did they kind of stand up to you and you're like, oh, yeah, let's see how tough you actually are? Well, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these, we played a lot of these guys in juniors. So, I mean, like, you, okay. you, you know, you know, the players that are there. I think we probably have a grittier, like, harder working, probably reputation we don't really get the top end skill guys because at the end of the day they're going to the bigger schools a michigan a michigan state whatever it is a denver um so we we, we'd have like a harder working profile but um 
like I said, like you, you know these players from juniors and that kind of stuff. So, and at the end of the day, college hockey's so tight. All the all the teams are pretty, basically the same. Like sixty can beat one basically in a day of the week. So, um, you got to show up and, and be ready to play, or anyone's going to blow you out. How cool were those Army games? Though? Like you said, twenty four hundred, and you get four thousand into the building. That's got to be just nuts. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's crazy. Everyone's got their uniforms on and the signs, and it's uh, it's a whole build up for the week. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Then obviously the bragging rights are fun too. Was there anything for the winter? Like, did you guys get a trophy or anything? We'd or? have like a, a little cup, and then um, I think actually it was my it was my junior year, sophomore year. We beat them in a best of three in the playoffs to go end up going to the NCAA tournament, which was pretty cool. So that's awesome. Well, we don't have any cups for rivalries here in the ECHL, <laughs> and luckily we don't have to see the rivals this coming week. But you can see the Nailers take on the Wichita Thunder this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at West Banco Arena, 7-10, 7-10, and 4-10. Get your tickets at wheelingnailers.com. We are through two segments of our Wheeling Nailers Power Hour presented to you by the 19th hole. Lawton Courtnall, Brady Tomlack, and I will wrap things up next on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank. It's the final segment of our Wheeling Nailers Power Hour presented by the 19th hole as the Wheeling Nailers get ready for another three-game week. They'll see the Wichita Thunder three times for the first time ever, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday coming up this weekend. Get your tickets online at wheelingnailers.com. My guests this week are a couple of our first-year guys who have had some great first seasons here in the Black and Vegas Gold. They are Lawton Courtnall and Brady Tomlack. And guys, we've talked a little bit about the hockey lifestyle. We talked about the college lifestyle as well. Let's talk about you guys and what you like to do away from the rink. So let's take you into a normal summer, non-COVID summer. What's the first thing that you guys are looking to do when you're at home and you don't have to be at the rink? Um, well, I like to spend some time uh, with my parents in L.A. because uh, I get to see them maybe once or twice a year. Um, and then we uh, we have a place in Idaho uh, on a lake. We go up there for pretty much the whole summer and – we golf and hang out on the boat and do that all summer. So, and they have a rink up there too as well. So I get to train and so I'm pretty much there for the whole year. But that's about it. Are you guys smack dab in the heart of LA or how far are you from the city? Uh, we're about 45 minutes north. Uh, oh my gosh! Town called Westlake Village. Um, yeah, it's just kind of right in the valley up there. What do you enjoy about there? Uh, obviously, the weather is great. Um, I love the food there. It's there's some great cultures in California. It's all mished together. So some really good restaurants and stuff that I get to check out. But yeah, I just like the sun and golfing. It's great. Do you bounce down to the city all that much? Uh, I do every once in a while. My sister and her boyfriend have a place uh, kind of close to the city. So if we want to go down there, we usually hang out at their place for the day. Very good. And you, uh, Idaho. Where in Idaho? Um, it's called Coeur d'Alene. It's about... Oh, uh, yeah. Good yeah. golf course there. Yeah, yeah. Coeur d'Alene Resort is, is the one you're probably thinking of. They have the floating green out in the middle of the lake. It's yes. pretty cool, yeah. But, yeah. Have you played it? I played it for the first time this summer, actually. Uh, it was a really slow round. So it's, like, it's a big touristy spot, so a lot of players try to play there. But it was definitely a cool experience. On the floating <clears throat> green, how many balls did you lose to the drink? So, actually, they only give you one shot. And if you don't, really? then you have to drop. Yeah, because it's got to <laughs> speed up the round. Uh, <laughs> so, luckily, I made it on the green. My first shot, um, got I birdied it, too. So, I was pretty pumped about that. No not, way. Yeah, not a lot of people can say they did that. But, yeah, it's a, it's a cool course. You a good player? Um, not great. But I've past couple summers, I've really been getting into it. And I really enjoy it. So. 
one and done on the island green. <laughs> I am impressed. Yeah. Good birdie, job. Birdie and go. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah. I can imagine the, the, the jerks just standing there that, that would want oh, to just yeah. – I'd be one of them, or I'd be like, I'm not leaving the spot till I pop one on the green. I don't care <laughs> yeah. if it's, you know, midnight by the time I do it. I'm doing this. Yeah, it's funny. That's outstanding. So, Brady, what about for you? What's your uh, off-season yeah, look a like? Lot of the, a lot of the same. Um, obviously, I usually if I get some time off and start to go back to my parents' place, um, it's a little north of Detroit in Rochester, Michigan. Got a boat docked about 10 minutes from my house. So uh, a lot of the time I wake up, go to the boat, chill in the lake all day. And then um, if I'm not down there, like northern Michigan, or we have a place in uh, Canada as well, a cottage up there. So uh, boating and golfing is really all I do in the, in the summertime. You just putzing around with the boat? Are you fishing it at all? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I fish a bit. Uh, a lot of times I go out there. I like to wakeboard, ski, uh, that kind of stuff as well. So just water sports in general. I like it. You guys both into the outdoor activities. So that will give you guys a good chance as you start to get the weather warmed up here. You'll get a chance to go to Ogilvy and play some of the golf courses there. So I'm sure that you guys will appreciate that side of things. But now for the first part of the time you guys have been here, you're inside as the weather's been a little bit cold. So what are your cold weather activities that you like to do during the season? Um, I'm a big movie and TV show guy, okay. so I do a lot of watching and streaming. Um, but besides that, uh, there's not much you can do besides like cooking and watching TV and play video games. And actually, we play a good amount of cards in the lounge, so we get in there and do that. But besides that, not much. Movie and TV guy, <laughs> where are we going on this? Do you have a specific genre movie? Do you have certain series that you go for on television? What are you going with? Uh, for TV, my top shows are Game of Thrones, Entourage, and Yellowstone. Okay. Those are my three favorites. Um, really good shows. Yeah, and movies. I, I like all movies pretty much. Uh, I big action guy, so like the Marvel universe, I'm really into that. Love, oh, love that. Love Star Wars. Love Lord of the Rings. I love all those series. They're great. Okay, so who's your favorite Marvel character? Because we do a Marvel superhero night. Oh, it's so tough. Um, you know, I love Thor. I think he's awesome. Okay. Black Panther is great. Unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman passed away this year, so I don't know what the second Black Panther is going to be like, but, you know, those are two guys where I like them a lot. I feel like we have Spider-Man and Superman this year for okay. Marvel and DC. Yeah. Marvel is Spider-Man, right? Yep, Marvel's Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll see if what you feel about those uh, yeah, yeah. jerseys when you see them. And <laughs> I believe we're having some characters as well. So that'll that'll be make for a good time. Perfect. Because Mesky, I think, told me on his show of the Power Hour that you're a mean cook. Yeah, I, I can I can whip it up in the kitchen for sure. What do you make? Um, I don't know. My parent, my whole family, we're all big foodies. So my parents are unbelievable cooks. So usually they'll just send me some recipes that i like but like steak chicken we love seafood uh, okay. so any anything along those lines do you tend to go a certain route do you tend to go flavor spice uh, i love i love my seasoning so i usually just dump some lowry's on there and go from there that's uh, i like that i <laughs> yeah. i've just dove into cooking this year oh yeah first time ever could not if you asked me to cook you something last year you'd be in the hospital pretty quick <laughs> but uh, I, the seasoning has been my go-to game too so yeah. you're speaking to someone who likes that <laughs> stuff i like that yeah what about for you brady yeah a, a huge movie and uh and the tv show guys well i mean I think that's you know a lot a lot of the days that that's what you gotta do so uh like marvel as well my roommate's a big like crime movie guys so we watch a lot of that as well 
uh, loved to cook. Had to live my own there for a little bit in San Antonio, so I had it. I was like forced to cook, or else I was going to be eating out all day. Um, <laughs> hey, Tex Mex is nothing yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, dabble in the stock market every now and then. I like to wow. like to try and get my trading in during the week. So that's that usually takes up most of my day. That takes a lot of knowledge, right? Yeah, my my dad trades full time, so um, you know he kind of got me into it, and they actually did a really good job at the academy of you know giving us some you know financial. Um, education while we were there, so that, that's helped out a lot. What movies and TV shows do you like? Uh, I can go anything. I can go rom coms. I can go you know uh, superhero movies, Star Wars, like whatever. I I I enjoy a good cinematic flick. I used to actually uh, go to the movies all the time when I was in Colorado. Gotcha. Like, I, I love I love going to the theater. Love going to the theater. Love going to the theater. What about the theater makes it so special? I just it's it's quiet. I like the popcorn with the butter and the, you know the big icy I get. So <laughs> it's like it's like my me time. So I, I I like the theater a lot. Clearly that doesn't fish into the professional hockey nutrition, but I'm sure <laughs> that you can that you can go for a cheat day yeah. every once in a while and mix something in like that. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do on the plane next week? What's the go to for a couple hours on a plane? You just grab something off of a Netflix or and, and go with it? Yeah. yeah, probably download something. Maybe we'll get some cards going if if it's an option. I mean, it's kind of tough with the rows, so um, it's probably only what a three hour flight courts or something yeah, like that. Something so like that. Yeah. yeah, not too much. Some guys will probably go take a nap or whatever, watch some you know watch some TV shows. What's your typical go to on the bus? Do you do the cards on the bus? Uh, yeah, we, we play a little cards on the bus. Um, usually, like, if we're on the way, like, for a day game, guys are taking naps and eating. So, uh, But after the games, we'll play cards or watch TV or something like that. So with the quarantine, you guys both said movies and TV shows. Is that kind of what kept you kicking during those few months, or did you get tired of it? What uh, What was that like? Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, everyone, I'm sure everyone's sick of COVID at this point. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, it's, you know, it's nice now. That it's starting to become springtime. People getting vaccinated. Hopefully stuff opens back up here soon. And, uh, you know, maybe we can get enjoy some concerts or some live sporting events, whatever it is, and uh, and kind of pass the time that way. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, those, there's a few months there where, like, yeah, you're, you're stuck in the house and, you know, you pick up cooking or whatever it is. And then other than that, you're probably watching TV or movies. Live sporting events. Are you all with the Michigan teams or where do your allegiances lie? Uh, for me, I'm a big uh, L.A. sports team. I like okay. the Lakers. Dod- we used to have season tickets to the Dodgers, so oh, we really? do that a lot. Um, Kings, obviously. Uh, but for football, I'm Minnesota Vikings fan. Really? Through through, yeah. How'd that allegiance go? Uh, I mean, our family was not a huge football family growing up. Uh, my sister's actually dating the linebacker on the Vikings. Oh. Um, they've been together for a while, so... Once he was drafted and started playing there, we all kind of picked the Vikings as our team. But that's more than reasonable. I can, <laughs> I can get behind that, yeah. absolutely. Dodger season tickets. Yeah. Favorite, yeah. Pl- favorite player? Um, yeah, I'm not a big baseball guy, but back when we were going, Manny Ramirez was uh, was huge for them. So we always they would uh, give out the fake uh, wigs and stuff at the stadium. That was pretty cool. How stoked were you that they won the World Series? That was cool. That was really cool to watch, yeah. Did you guys go to every game, or I mean, that's a lot. There's a lot of games in a baseball season. You could probably afford to miss a few here and there. No, we would uh, we would probably sell like half the pack, um, but we we would try to go as much as we can. It's it's kind of a far drive, and the traffic is obviously terrible there. So, but we'd get out as much as we could. Giants games. I've been to one actually. No, I've been to a couple actually. Yeah. Okay. That was really cool too. Right on the right on the water there. The rivalry too. That's yeah. got to be. Yeah. And do you guys – I know the whole thing. Everybody shows up and leaves early. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're usually out of there at like 
fifth or sixth inning trying to beat the traffic. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, what about for you, Brady? Yeah, so you got the one end of the spectrum with courts. You got all the winners in L.A. And then you got me <laughs> in Detroit with all the losing teams. But, no, yeah, I'm, I'm a big uh, Detroit sports fan. Wings, Pistons, Lions, uh, Tigers. So, And then I actually I go Sparty for my Michigan Michigan State rivalry is my, is my, my okay. school. So, All right, well, the Lions have been garbage. But, <laughs> I mean, were you old enough to experience the Red Wings winning, or not, were you not old enough to have fun with it? I mean, we you know I was. I remember. I remember the games. Um, you know, the Tigers were good there for a few years too. Red Wings were good. Pistons won in like oh five, oh six, I think it was. But uh, you know, for my age twenty one and up years, it's been uh, a lot of misery. So, gotcha. Did you go to a lot of games growing up? Yeah, we would try and get out. I mean, we went Joe Lewis a lot. Uh, uh, the Pistons were actually really close to my house. They used to play at the Palace and Auburn Hills. They weren't actually in Detroit. Um, so that was, you know, 15, 20 minutes. We go to a bunch of games then, too. Yeah, what about the difference in the buildings? Because I've, I've heard Joe Lewis was just the spot to watch a hockey game. And like you said, the Palace had its traditions, and now you got Little Caesars. Yeah, I mean, Joe Lewis had so much history to it. Um, you know, it definitely wasn't the nicest rink of, of all time <laughs> by the time, you know, I was around to experience it. But the history was there. I mean, Little Caesars is a world-class spot. Uh, so it's awesome to see that. I was really, I was upset that you know they actually demolished the palace. They just leveled it after it was done. Oh, but wow. my one of my good buddies back home, his dad, like had just refurbished it ten years ago. It was a gorgeous building. Uh, so that that was kind of sad to see. All right. So a Michigan State fan, I haven't looked at the brackets, but uh, what are we looking at here? Because March Madness is upon us. Sparty's had a little bit of a letdown year, but uh, they Uh-oh. snuck in. I think they got a play-in game to be the 11 seed. So we'll see. If they win the play-in game, I like their odds in the first match. And then they got the BYU Mormons probably. On the on the back end, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. So not looking so hot for. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, is is a, hey, they they got in. That's all that matters. So I guess you know we'll see. We'll see if they can make some noise. They're a March. They're a March team. So you know you know all it takes is one you know one good weekend get hot and you never know. Lawton, you watch it at all? Yeah, I do. I don't know as much as Brady, but I'll always make a bracket and watch the games. Have some fun with it. Gotcha. I'm assuming you guys are going to be having some fun with that within the team and probably have a nice little competition on the line there, as you normally do. Yeah, yeah, we'll get like a little bracket challenge going, so it'll be good. Are you watching any of the college hockey? Because I know that we're getting into conference tournaments there and getting into leading into the Frozen Four. Is that something that uh, you guys still pay attention to? Or now that you turn the page to pro, that kind of goes on the back burner a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I obviously still have a lot of friends at my school in Western, so I was uh, keeping up with them. They played Duluth uh, their first game of playoffs, and it was single-game elimination. Unfortunately, they lost in overtime. But, uh, yeah, I watched that game. I watched some of their games this year. But besides them, I don't really keep up with it. Brady, what about yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, you check in. Like, obviously, you know, as Court said, those seniors that are there now, you, know, you spend three years with them. So um, you definitely check in and see. As an alumni, you always see other teams doing. We had, a, we had a tough year this year, I think. So, um, But, yeah, we're, we're done for the season. But, yeah, I mean, just just getting through the season, the fact they were able to play hockey this year was, was a blessing. So, What's it like for the two schools that you guys went to in terms of around that time of year? Like, did – were conference tournaments, did the the schools make any noise? Did it become exciting? Were there possibilities, or was it not really much uh, going on at either spot? I th- I mean, I, we always found, like, I mean, at the, around March, like, you know, especially my first years when we ended up making the tournament, like, it was it was a, it was a big deal. And I was just at the school, but in the city. And we actually ended up, we were able to play courses team in, in the NCAA tournament the first year, uh, which was pretty cool. So, um, I mean, when when you get into the conference tournament and toward the the NCAA tournament, it's 
it, there's, you know, there's nothing to describe it. It's a really cool experience. You're smirking. Did you win? No, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I thought he was holding back the smile. I'm no, thinking to myself, no. he, like, trucked you, like, 6 nothing or something <laughs> like that. No? I wish. Yeah, we, that was my freshman year. Uh, our team was, like, a top ten, top 10 team that year, and we played them earlier on, and we split. They, they were a really good, hardworking team. Uh, but we were excited that we got them in the <laughs> tournament, and they ended up blowing us out. Not a lot of respect for the Aha <laughs> guys, usually. But yeah. was, uh, Starrett was on that team, too, actually. Yeah. Where'd you guys play it? Uh, was it Providence? Providence, yeah. Providence. The Dunkin' Donuts Center. Dunkin' yeah. Donuts Center, so we were, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you guys were top ten most of the year. So did you know you were going? Yeah, yeah. We knew we were going uh, no, no matter what. Usually if you're – one of the lower teams you have to win your conference to get that automatic bid but if you're like a 15 16 spot you're probably going to get pushed down so we were top 10 so we knew we were going to go to the tournament we ended up losing the conference but uh we were excited to get there and we lost first game so that was a tough ending but you thought you'd beat him so you, you were yeah. probably originally excited on selection day right yeah we were because there was a lot of good teams that year and Providence and Harvard, who were both in our grouping, were really good teams. Mm -hmm. So we were excited that we got Air Force and didn't work out for us. <laughs> Did you guys know you were going? That was, my, I think, statistically our best year was my freshman year. So that was that freshman year. I think we had, we had won like 29 games or something like that. So we actually <laughs> – so his conference was the best conference in college hockey. Our, the one that we play in is viewed usually as the worst. So it, usually to get into the tournament, you have to win our conference. There's not many automatic qualifiers from our conference uh, that are uh, at-large bids that get in. So we actually had played ourselves into an automatic qualifier or an at-large bid even if we had lost the automatic qualifier in the conference tournament, which we ended up winning anyway. Um but yeah, no. I mean, we we were excited. We obviously we had, we had a chance to play them earlier in the year, so we had you know a little bit of info on the opponent, and um, you know a lot of teams look at the Aha and they're like, we want that team. But the Aha's been hot in the first round the last couple of years, <laughs> yeah. so I yeah. don't know. But we'll see what happens this year. It's always it's always fun to get get get, uh, get some good banter, you know, yeah. in the in the post college career. So how far did you guys go before you bowed out? Uh, the next game we lost to Harvard in the regional. We both my freshman sophomore year we won our first game and then ended up losing the second game of the tournament. Gotcha. I'm a hockey East guy, so just uh, we'll, we'll put that conference <laughs> on the on the map as well. <laughs> <laughs> See what uh, comes out of that. But uh, that's got to be such a neat experience to be part of the selection and like you guys both pretty well knew you were going, so you didn't have to experience the oh my gosh we actually got in like you pretty well knew. I bet that was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean they usually they they rank them usually throughout the year, so like you have a pretty good idea going into it. Like maybe like there's a couple teams in the bubble where it's like you know depending on who wins the conference you might get bumped. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean they they had a hell of a year that year, so they they knew the whole time they were going. That's awesome. Well, this has been a terrific show, just as good as I thought it would be, maybe even better. So I, I appreciate both of you guys taking some time out of your day to chat with me and uh, let the fans know a few things about you, both on and off of the ice. Go kick some Wichita tail this weekend and have some fun in Florida next week. Don't forget to win, but, you know, make sure you get some sunshine too. Yeah, thank you. We'll have some fun. Thanks, Deej. Appreciate it. No problem. Lot in court and I'll Brady Tomlack, my guest this week on the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour presented by the 19th Hole. Get those tickets for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against Wichita at wheelingnailers.com. This has been the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank.